building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Hi and welcome. This is Building Better Relationships with Patty and Angela. And today we're looking at a topic around work in terms of tips and tricks when working with someone you don't like. That could be a co-worker or your boss. Uh, and so, Patty, this, this is a topic for you that comes up a lot with both where you have worked and also with clients as well. So, Patty, can you share um, that meme that you got today about this? Yeah, it was funny because I was looking at Instagram today and I saw this meme and I thought, oh, it's perfect for our Facebook Live. I'm sorry that your terrible behavior caused me to act out of character. You should work on that. So... What does this meme tell you? This meme tells you that the person is not taking accountability for their actions and they're blaming it on everybody else. And it's a two-way street. It's not always the other person. Something inside you is triggered by that other person. Why is that? You need to take a look within yourself and figure out why am I being triggered to act out of character with the specific person every time I get into contact with them. Uh, is the relationship problem me? What is about this person that's triggering me, triggering me to act out of character? Is it past behaviors with them, their behavior? towards me? Do they remind me of somebody that I know that I don't particularly like? Um, do they remind me of me, a part of me that I don't like? Those are questions to ask within yourself. Why are you having this relationship problem with this particular person? Yeah, you're reminding me that that's one of the reasons we created the group and the podcasts about building better relationships because it's so easy to attack other people, blame other people. That's our habit as a culture for thousands of years. And building better relationships, one of the goals is to start looking at how to change relationships for the better, firstly by looking inside. What's being triggered is a big one. Um so some of the things that came up for me as you were saying these things about the trigger, because in a work environment or a group, um, not just a corporate environment but any group situation, sometimes the trigger can be not just about the personalities in the group rubbing against each other and bringing up something. It can be also that the group itself has an issue or an ongoing problem and sometimes when I've been in a group I, I might be having issues <laughs> with certain members of the group or say the leaders of the group and one of the things I used to do was I would start blaming the leaders of the group they're not doing this they're not doing that 
then I might look internally and think, oh, maybe there's something that they're triggering in me. But then sometimes I would contact uh, or talk with other people in the group, which could sometimes turn into gossip, which we've talked about in another podcast, which is dangerous because it creates more negative energy. But there is a way to talk and, and assess with other members of the group. Are they having the same issue or a, a related issue to something in the group as well? Because sometimes it's, uh, um, in my experience, not only is it that your personality is rubbed up against the wrong way with other people that you work with, but it's also that there's something actually that the group is trying to work out and resolve and a problem that keeps coming up for everybody in that group. And typically, as I've mentioned in other of our podcasts, Patty, when we go to work or in any other group, all of our issues with our family, our birth family or adopted family, usually get triggered. So sometimes you'll end up at a work environment that really rubs you the wrong way because it's helping you, even though it's really painful, to resolve some stuff with your family. Uh, so that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up today in terms of sometimes, and we'll look at that later too in the group environment, like if you find that a lot of your co-workers are having similar issues with the group work environment and how to address that with the leaders because uh, leaders in our world, world today and not always helping us move forward. So sometimes members of the group have to step forward to take action in a world where especially corporate organisations are going through quite a lot of, well, let's just say it politely. Uh, how do we say it politely? <laughs> uh, going through a lot of conflict, yes, or change and conflict with change itself or conflict with how to address millennials and their need to be recognised as humans <laughs> versus uh, our post-industrial society where humans were part of a corporate organisation. Um, so, Patty, I wanted to go to this phrase that you've talked about in the corporate world. Um, yes. Um, the phrase is, it's not personal, it's just business. And what does that really imply? Yeah. That anything goes, you can treat anybody however you want because it's business and it's not personal, but I'm going to I'm going to step on you. I'm going to do whatever I can do to get ahead of you. Is that is that being a team player a, a, a good employee, a good boss? No, it's, it's not all right to just step all over anybody and just say whatever you feel and have no filter and don't care what you do or what you say and have no integrity and lie to people and all of that stuff. That is not acceptable and that phrase is just horrible, horrible. Because how how do other people look at that? That's the way I look at it. It's not personal. It's just business. So I'm just going to stab you right in the back and you're going to take it. I mean, and, and, I, hear, and I hear that a lot. I used to hear that a lot. It's not personal. It's just business. It sounds like it really got you riled up. <laughs> because, well, Patty, I mean, you, it, you have you a know. very different perception of leadership where 
you have business goals and you have a, an agenda right. that you have to achieve, but you still maintain uh, respect for the people, the individuals in the group. So can you share about your version of business where you maintain that personal touch? Well, say that you have um, a coworker or a boss and um, you're having some difficulty. Communication is the key. Things don't get solved if you don't talk about it. Say, as a boss, I say something and I hurt somebody's feelings, which, which happens all the time. And I didn't realize how I came across. And later on, I wonder why my employee is, you know, not looking at me, not talking to me or whatever. You need to watch that body language and you need to watch what's going on around you. Now, it may not be you at all. It may be another coworker or somebody else, but you need to you need to figure out what's going on because the little things will start adding up to big things and then that's when people start acting out. And I'll give you an example. My husband told me the other day that he had a couple coworkers that were actually screaming at each other on the floor. And one of the coworkers said to the other coworker, just go kill yourself. Now, why would somebody say that so hurtful thing to somebody else? A lot of little things added up to a big thing. And then it blew up. And my husband didn't even know what was going on. And all of a sudden on the intercom speaker, the supervisor goes, now we're a team. We're supposed to work together. All of that. <laughs> and be respectful to each other and then the supervisor called each one of them in individually and talked to them but why do people explode because they feel they don't have a voice and they're not being heard okay and things are so terrible that they're to the point where they can't take it anymore That's just an example of how things can get out of hand. And, and everybody at one time or another has lost it at work in different, different ways. So you're saying that your vision as a leader who um, inspires to keep the personal in business is you communicate um, like your husband's supervisor, got everyone, talked to them individually what what else is your vision about how to to let people be heard so that business remains personal includes the personal i think we all need to realize that we're all human and the people in middle management are being squeezed right they're being squeezed from the top and they're being squeezed from their employees and they're trying to satisfy everybody and then when they're barking orders they're frustrated too. I think being open and honest about things and communicating what's really truly going on is important. When 
people just sweep things under the carpet. That's where speculation comes, gossiping comes, people make up things, all of that stuff, because nobody knows what's truly going on, so they're going to make up stuff. As a leader, I, you know, communication is the hardest skill that you can have, but you need to be able to always remember we're human beings, and my perception and your perception are could be different and then when you talk about it and you talk about what your perception was and what my perception was you realize it was a miscommunication okay so it's really about having group uh, communication to to ascertain um, what's actually the perspective each person and then see how to build a bridge between those Um, Right. Because everybody has a different personality. Say something that's not offensive to me may be offensive to somebody else. You have to learn what's offensive and what's not offensive with your team environment, your coworkers, your boss, um, different things. Because we all have grown up with different environments. We all have different personalities. And we need to we need to talk about that then you have the leaders that that I'm a CEO and you're gonna Mm -hmm. jump right now and do what I tell you and don't you even question me and the title gets in the way instead of being uh, a human (laughs) (laughs) and um, then you have some managers that thrive thrive on drama. They want to pull their team apart. They want to isolate them. They want them to live in this negative environment. They enjoy that. Well, the people under them don't enjoy that. They don't they just want to come to work and do their work and be left alone. Just let me do my job. So say that, I'll give an example, so say that you have somebody that you feel was talking very disrespectful to you. I'm going to give you a technique. Say it's your boss, a coworker, anybody, a person from another department, whatever. Pause. Pause for three to five seconds. Don't respond what's in your head, where you want to just tell them to go jump in the lake or whatever. Just take time. Give yourself those three to five seconds pause. And it'll give you time to think about how I should respond or should I not respond at all and just walk away. Okay. Is it worth the fight? Is it worth the battle? Is it worth the upheaval? Maybe later when everybody's calmed down. Okay. But just taking those uh, three to five seconds to walk away, I wish I did that more. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit like fight, flight, or freeze. So the pause one works more like, you know, how possums, they freeze to pretend that they don't exist, so you avoid them altogether. So the pause is, you can either use that or flight, (laughs) leave, 
walk away. I've worked with some people where they're just emotions come up so quick that it's just safer to leave, to go out into another room. So I'm highly sensitive people. They actually do that. They've worked that out as a strategy. I'm just too emotional and I'm too vulnerable. So I'm just going to take myself out to the bathroom and just go. So sometimes removing yourself from the room is the best option if it's too intense. I like right. that. So that's the pause, pause three to five seconds. Yeah, pause anything. and reflect, pause and reflect. And then there's also, okay, I'm sure we've all done this, sent a nasty email to somebody or received a nasty email to somebody and wished that we never did it. Regret, 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 wish that we could turn back time and never have done that. So say, here's a scenario, you receive this email and it's not very nice and so before you respond back to the email, write out your response, say whatever you want to say, get it all out, don't send it, don't hit that send button, walk away for a while. If you can sleep on it, sleep on it and don't respond within that day. Then come back, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half a day later or the next day and then rewrite it Okay. when you have calmed down. Um, if you have a trusted colleague, have them read it before you hit the send button and to help you tone it down if it needs to be toned down. It's always good to have somebody that you trust to uh, help you tone it down a little bit, especially when you're emotional about the subject or the circumstance or the situation. And then once you've toned it down and everything, then you send it. Okay. And it. But so many of us are reacting within the in the moment seize the moment well when you're emotionally ready to hurt somebody <laughs> that is not the time to respond immediately pause yeah pause is our friend it 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 helps us not <laughs> get into more trouble than we're probably already in <laughs> Great. Yeah, I really like that strategy of sleeping on it, if you can. Unfortunately, yeah. in our modern work environments, often we need immediate responses. So if you can, the 24 hours is completely different because then the personality can settle down and get rid of or talk to someone. And if you have to do it quickly, one of the strategies I do is I just do whatever I can to connect to my heart and say, please give me the words that will communicate what I need to communicate in without hurting this person. <laughs> Harmlessness, right? Right. right. Yeah. Not wishing them to, to go kill themselves. Right. So, Patty, what if, um, <laughs> wow, it's so intense what comes out of us when we're not able to control it. And then later on, you yeah. have to try and rewind that back, but it's already out of you. So it's so much easier to pause. You feel better, but the people around you don't. Right. Yeah. 
so Patty, we've got a couple of things that we want to um, add today about what you know. There's a big issue that people have. Say they're not in middle management or they're in lower positions, and a lot of people have trouble speaking up if there's something wrong in the work environment. Um, when you really work for someone that you don't like, it's sometimes something that needs to be addressed. So, what is your experience about why people? struggle with speaking up and what they can do well if it's your boss you may be afraid you're going to lose your job by speaking up and being honest and that's where a good leader leadership comes into because how are you going to solve anything if people can't be open and honest with you uh, th that is so important. I would rather have somebody be open and honest with me and tell me exactly what they're feeling and they're pissed off and why than something to happen to where they explode and lose it and walk out that door and you lost a good employee. Mm -hmm. So I know there's some people that can't talk to their boss because their boss doesn't listen well that's unfortunate but if you can you need to sit down and you need you need to talk about the situation make an appointment with your supervisor or your one-on-one -on -one if they have one-on-ones and actually tell them what's going on and how you're feeling if they're the one that offended you you know really think about how you're going to say it without it causing more damage or more harm but sometimes you do need to talk about things because if you don't that's when it builds up and people explode and walk out the door and don't look back and that's not what you want it, as a leader you want people to be upfront and honest and tell you when there's a problem <clears throat> and if you are the problem you need to within yourself as a leader and say I'm doing these things I need to change that uh, I kind of made a, a list of um, if you realize that you just can't work with this person anymore mm -hmm. what you need to you know how you can make that decision if I need to, to leave. So if you do need to leave, <clears throat> should I stay or should I go? Make a list. On the left, left side, why stay? And on the right side, why go? And if your left side has more entries than your right side, then that's telling you there's a lot of blessing at your work and that you should stay. But if this side, if, if say your stay is to here and why go is down here, this is telling you something. Maybe it's time to start looking for another job. So let me just say that for those listening just to the audio. So on the left column, you've got why stay. And on the right column, Patty, what's on the right column? On it's the right columns, why, why go. go. Okay. And so uh -huh. you're saying that if why stay is longer, like it's a much longer list than the why go, 
then you can stay. If your why go is like really long, that's telling you <laughs> to start looking elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you should consider is, you know, um, this, this should help you make a good decision of staying or going. And, um, a lot of people will stay in a job because of benefits, health insurance. They've been there forever. They're scared to, to move on. What else but are they going to do? Yeah. But if this job is killing you and making you not a nice person to, at home and at work and in your life, you, you need to reflect. Do I need to change within myself and stay? Because I love my job. Yes, I love my job. I can outlive my coworkers and my boss. But if it's killing you, is that really what you want to do? Great. So after that list, why stay and why go, sometimes people don't go because they don't know what else to do. So right. you, um, you have also... Like that's a lot what you do in career coaching as well. You look at the options and often it's one of the reasons people don't go is because they've shut down that part of their brain that starts looking at their other options. Right. So um, can you talk about then some actions that you, if um, if someone's really got a long why, you know, why go list, but they're not confident about where to go can you just walk through those steps about what they can start to explore sure well first of all you want to have an action plan in place you don't want to just walk out the door and not have anything in place so the thing that I would recommend is if you can afford to hire a career coach hire a career coach they will help you get in the right mindset help you to come up with a plan and a vision to move forward. Also, I would recommend that you start networking and discreetly talking to your colleagues and friends that, that you're looking for another job. Update your resume. Keep your resume updated all the time. Find out the newest way resumes need to be. If you've been in the same job for a long time, resumes look a lot different than they did 20 years ago. So make sure that your resume is updated in the proper format. Ask somebody to help you fill out your resume and help you get it in the right language and the right format and all of that. And a cover sheet. Contact associates for references and oh. referrals. Also, um, have a LinkedIn profile and put your information out there. If you have one, then update it and keep it updated. If you don't have one, go to LinkedIn and, and get yourself on there and start uh, putting, putting your information in there so that people can find you. Start preparing for interviews. So start practicing interview questions for your specific qualifications. And this is what's really important. Apply for the jobs that you want. Don't just take anything. When you just take anything, you're ending up with something that you're not happy with. Find 
what you're really wanting to do with your qualifications. Find a job that's either equal or better than what you already have. Don't just take anything because you're you feel helpless. You feel stuck. You feel caged or whatever. Be good to yourself. You're a valued person and don't just leave because you can't take it anymore. Have an action strategy exit plan. And everything you've shared, Patty, that's actually what a career coach does. So if anyone's wondering why hire a career coach, they they don't just hold your hand, but they give you the resources and the brainstorming to devise you know, what kind of job do you want? Because so often in our world, we just get conditioned to just go for any job. We don't, I did that when I came out of uni, I didn't think. And a career coach will really get you clear on what do you want? What do you really want? And to go for it, not just to settle. Um, so I'm wanting to just address one piece about if you want to stay or if you have to stay for reasons that are it's not time for you to go, basically. It's not convenient to go. Sometimes in a group work environment, Patty, or a team environment, there is something that's dysfunctional in the environment. I had a, a, a client that was going through this. He was a very proactive person, like he was very much into justice and making things balanced and fair for everybody and very passionate. And he could see that in the technical aspect of his job, which was in a corporate environment, there were things that were very dysfunctional on the on the computer program software level. So he was very conflicted and very triggered, going back to the trigger. And he was extremely triggered because there were people in his management that were not addressing the issue. But he felt an urge to really, he was getting really <laughs> angry. Yeah, you could feel it. <laughs> his passion maybe. He was getting really more and more angry about the injustice of the situation and the lack of efficiency. But he was just, you know, another team worker. He wasn't in supervision or management role. So he felt it, he took it upon himself in this session to really start to decide, how am I going to address this so I can get my message across? And I'm just wondering if you can share any thoughts you might have on if you are afraid of speaking up because you might be upsetting people or you might be worried about ruffling the, someone's feathers or being too uh, assertive in a, in a team environment. What, um, what sort of possible strategies could somebody do to really get the attention of their supervisor to get something addressed? Well, first of all, you always want to go to your supervisor first and you, and you, and talk to them and hopefully they'll listen and explain to them that your frustration the technology now sometimes technology can be very uh, you can't always get what you want because you don't have the budget for it and in corporate world it is about the bottom line but them sitting down and actually talking about it or coming up with solutions or workarounds or different things that they could do to make the technology better if they can't get a whole new program because the company can't afford it. Maybe there's other alternatives and try to brainstorm a little bit about how to make um, it better. 
it's always good to go to your boss, not just with the problem, but also with a solution. Think of a couple solutions that could possibly be implemented. When you just go in and you just say, you know, our technology sucks or whatever, you're you're just venting or you're you're not sounding professional. But if you go in and say, you know, I noticed we have this, this, and this. I think I think we could do this to make it better. Coming up with that solution, if you have a solution, is a good way to handle it. Great. So it's it's taking time again to pause and think about what can I come up with as a strategy to offer a different way of addressing the situation or solving the problem. And then um, one of the strategies I've used as well is to get three points. <laughs> so don't come in with a big description about the problem. You, you know, venting with your friends or family, that's acceptable. But when it comes to business or professional environments, get to the point and maybe you can need to do a big venting session but then take out three major points about what what the problem is what your solution is and why it would be a good solution so people can simplify um, your communication to to your supervisor or or the corporation itself so patty yeah and you know employees do the work so they know uh, what works and what doesn't work so to succeed taking their suggestions and running with it is always a positive thing. Yeah, you can say that, Patty, because you've, you've actually worked on becoming a better leader <laughs> and working as a leader, listening to your employees, having regular group meetings with your employees to find out what's not working, how to make things better. Um, and you've also got a book, which is in the description, about becoming a better leader. Can you just tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it's a short ebook that tells about, gives you tips and, and tricks on how to become a better leader and put them into action. And would you say that it's good for, say you're not in the leadership role, but you might be at the bottom rung, is it helpful for those people as well? Yes, because I feel everybody's a leader. I feel everybody can be, not everybody can can be a leader, but everybody has leadership roles in their lives. Whether you're a parent, in volunteer positions, everybody has a leadership role somewhere in their life. And it's always good to learn leadership. Great. Strategies. Right. And if you're in a situation where your work environment is annoying you (laughs) to the point where you have to leave, Um, consider that where are you a leader in that role, like making the action plan like Patty's suggesting or hiring a career coach. And also maybe your work environment is not where you become a leader. Maybe being a parent or working in your community in another role, that's where you get your fulfillment and your job is just somewhere that you just play a different role. But you can still contribute to the group in your work environment by by seeing where you can speak proactively and communicate in a positive manner like Patty's shared with us today about that pausing and creating communication that's effective and helpful rather than damaging and harmful. So Patty, what else would you like to share before we close? You know, just think about your options. Do you have other options? 
if you if you stay what are you contributing if if you do need to speak up think about is this worth speaking up for or is it not when you have a certain type of um, person that doesn't listen really thinking about and having a plan and not just going in there half baked have a plan when you want to discuss something and always have a solution don't just go in there with a the problem have a solution and even if the solution wouldn't work at least your supervisor or superiors see that you've been thinking about it and that you're trying to figure out how to fix it yeah and if they don't listen to you don't worry it's not a reflection on you not being enough right. it's it's often about the group environment and people's habituations in the business world as well and probably something else is going on for the supervisor that we have no idea about right so they're I, I, being told no they're being told no you know they go with your suggestion and they get told no so it's there's always a a reason finding out that reason helps with you understanding why and understanding why I think is really important because when people understand why even if they don't agree with it they're not speculating that's where gossip and all of that kind of stuff starts when people start to speculate so it being a leader it's always good to say why if you can sometimes you can't you're you're told you can't say why so being a worker as well sometimes you can ask why maybe your ideas aren't taken on and sometimes <laughs> you'll get a, a no response <laughs> right I mean you put the effort out there that's great you just you you have to figure out what your boundaries are and learn what you can do and what you can't do and how do we do that by taking that risk and sometimes risks don't turn out good and sometimes they turn out wonderful you have to know within your environment what's going to be acceptable and what's not going to be acceptable I know that's not a very good answer but but it's the truth yeah and I think sometimes if you pause and reflect and you know in your heart you have to speak up for some reason then right. you think about how to communicate that in the most efficient manner without hurting anyone then people get that you're not and trying to hurt problem. anyone yeah that's true so if you have difficulty um, working out your career moves or how to move in your job or dealing with difficult people, Coach Patty is offering uh, coaching sessions just for you. So in the description, we've got some more information about how to be in touch with Patty. And there's also some great blog posts as well um, on some of the techniques that you shared today, Patty, um, especially 
um, you know, how to incorporate that pause into leadership as well. So that's all we've got to share for this topic today. And we look forward to any questions or any specific troubleshooting problems people have in the work environment or personal relationships. We, we also have our email address. I'll pop that into the description as well if you've got specific questions that you want to have us do a podcast on. So thanks, everyone, for joining. And Patty, would you just like to share any closing words? Just remember, you're at that particular moment when you're feeling triggered, do yourself a favor, walk away and pause. It will save you so much grief and so much regret. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. And enjoy your work, whatever it is, <laughs> if you can. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.